Hello and welcome to another special edition of Two Mr. P's in a podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. And we are back for one of our chinwag sessions and we are delighted to be joined by former England and Great British rugby superstars, Ryan Hudson and Jason Robinson. Welcome, gents. How are you doing? Uh, we're very good, thank you. Yeah, very good. How are you guys? We're all right. We're okay. It's another All the week better for seeing now. you, chaps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Looking forward to this one. I'm, I've not played rugby for a number of years, so I miss that sort of banter and uh, yeah, camaraderie. So I'm quite looking forward to this. Hoping well, uh, man, it's a different ball in Manchester, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just so um, very, very pleased to have you on uh, the podcast. Um, we always start the session by just sort of asking uh, how the sort of lockdowns going, how your 2020 has been, how you've been managing to survive through it all. Yeah, so I suppose for me, first off, um, it, is, it's, it's, it has been strange. You know, we've never seen anything like it before. Um, and it's brought some good things. I must admit, I've, I've, I've never done as many jobs in the house before in my life. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, it's, it's brought some real challenges because, uh, you know, some of the stuff that um, I do is, uh, is around... Um, sort of the entertainment sector, um, hospitality, and, and that has just dropped off a dropped off a cliff. But it's brought challenges, and it's, you know, with challenges, you've got to find solutions. So, you know, there's been lots of opportunities. There's been lots of time to think, which I don't think any of us gets enough time to just sit back from it all and just think. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a challenge, but, you know, I always think it's, it's about controlling the controllables. So there's yeah. lots of things that are high and mighty and way above anything I could ever get my head around. So, yeah, I'll just try and do what I can um, when I can and then just let everybody else deal with the rest. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, like I say, it's something without the way. It's, it's been challenging for, for, for everybody, unless, unless you're Amazon. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> we've been, we've, you know, we've been lucky to manage, you know, we've been working, because we're working with 12,000 kids a week in schools. We've got all the vulnerable children, the key workers. We managed to keep going uh, through that, obviously. Uh, you know, so all fair, big rap to all teachers. You know, the pressure and all the stuff that you're doing now is is another level. So uh, I just think, yeah, it's, we just look, if you can get through COVID, you can get through anything. You've got to keep smiling and keep moving forward, aren't you? And that's, yeah. I think that's got to keep doing. Yeah, and like I say, there are, there are some benefits. We were saying the other week, weren't we, like, uh, before the COVID, if you, if we went for a haircut at our local barbers, you'd have to just go sit there and just wait. The fact they've now had to bring in appointments, absolute game changer. Like just straight <laughs> in, in and out in half an hour. That's been my favourite thing alongside table service if you do go to a pub. Um, like I, we don't go out, I don't, I've not been out much, but the other week, well, before the lockdown, we went out and just sat at a table just ordering drinks to you take. It's an absolute game changer. So yeah, there are there are a couple of benefits, but um, plenty well, on, of challenges. On that well. point, Lee, Go on. of table service, I um, when when it was in the lockdown, I went out with the wife, and and then I was I was because you just do it all on your phone now, which is crazy. You don't have cash anymore; it's all just contactless, isn't it? And uh, I was doing I was doing like Apple Pay, where it scans your face. And I was getting so many drinks. By the end, it was rejecting my face because <laughs> I was so I was trying to do it, but I didn't look the same anymore. So yeah, I don't mind the table service. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, as long as it works. 
Um, and the and the, yeah, and the hair. I mean, getting your hair done. I mean, we I I bought all the clippers here, and then we just started having a go at each other. <laughs> oh dear me, how I appreciate a good barber now. Yeah, we, oh, boy, you kill your hair, don't you? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. What's left of it? But uh, <laughs> but you know, everybody thinks, oh yeah, it's easy cutting hair, and and mm-hmm. uh, I I was doing some stuff to to, to my boys, and, and they were doing it to me. And it's a good job we we weren't going out because it was <laughs> yeah. really bad cuts it was shocking yeah it makes you appreciate the skill level to it um right so obviously both had uh huge success with your professional rugby careers but now you're sort of working together to give a greater voice to the importance of PE in schools with the uh, introduction of this PE Pro app can you tell us a little bit more about this yes so Obviously, we've been working, you know, five, five, six years in, in school, uh, and obviously working from my professional background, but also with academics as well. So, like Jason probably says, you know, people think it's rugby players, but it's not. We've got you know, professors on this docks, uh, governors, obviously, AFP working with it, and Ofsted inspectors about line all lesson plans and all these kind of things. We want to make it simple. We want to make it easy and quick uh, to deliver outstanding PE. So, we've got systems in here. Been working for five years, make it fun with the learning purpose. Uh, two things athletic things, all the sessions, uh, and everything is visual on there. So I know there's lots of teams are learning out there, and you know, they're all, they're all there's some great things out there, but we feel that we're going to blend between the professional team thing, okay, how it, how it actually, you know, giving them child the confidence uh, to enjoy what they're doing, associating that that enjoyment to actual physical or to ticking box. Now, you as a teacher, you'll see that there's, there's a lot of that in there, you know, this is just being honest, there's a lot of t- box ticking within the industry, we want to make a difference. Uh, and from our background in the team environment, working with the academics on it, we feel we've got a real good product uh, to deliver this all over. Oh, I think as well, we're, we're just we're just mas- massively um, passionate about PE. You know, when, when I look at my own story, um, I, I only got into rugby through a PE teacher. So I don't come from a long line of, you know, family members that ever played sport. You know, I grew up um, council estate, never knew a single parent family, never knew my father. Mum was a cleaner. And, uh, you know, we, we, we basically had nothing. So um, just getting into uh, to, to, to PE for me was just great just to, to focus, um, discipline. Just I saw a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't have done as a, as a child. And it was quite tough. And. And I think just just playing sport, doing PE, um, was a bit of an escape. And, yeah. and I wasn't I wasn't academic. I, I struggled at school. I hated reading in class. It was one of the most traumatic times. Where I was sat at the back with my mate, and we asked we asked to read a chapter or something. My head would just fall clean off. Um, but I was always in the bottom sets of everything. Yeah. So I kind of felt a bit of a failure um, most of the time in school, as as well as carrying weight from. You know, probably what I've seen at the weekend and carrying on and everything else. So when it came to PE, all of a sudden, I wasn't at the back. I wasn't at the bottom. You know, I wasn't being spoken to in a way where I was just no good and, you know, I might as well have not bothered. All of a sudden, I found that, you know, this little shy lad had found something that he was quite good at. And I was normally then at the top and I was pretty quick and I grew in confidence. And all of a sudden I've gone from PE at school to joining an amateur club. And I left school, no qualifications um, at the age of 15. And my first job was, I used to clean metal. 
metal treatment company just down the road, 50 quid a week. And, uh, and, 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 you know, sport just gave me a pathway, you know, within the space of a year, I'd signed for Wigan and, uh, and then sort of the rest was history then sort of 17 year career, three world cup finals, winning one of them, Lions tours, captain England. Um, and it's just the power of sport and it's amazing what, what it can do. Not, not just for kids that are, you know, come from deprived areas, but, but, but for everybody, the confidence that it can give and the skills you know, that you can learn, you know, through it. I mean, how can a little shy boy from, from Leeds and this all of a sudden go and captain England? Do you know what I mean? That's the confidence that it can give. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't have a GCSE, but now I have an MBE and an OBE. Well, that's just sport and, that, and that's the power. And, you know, yeah. we... Because we work in a lot of schools where, you know, they, they, they are deprived areas as well. We see kids that, that just need somebody to just say, you know, well done and, you know, just give them that uh, that, that boost. So, you know, we're, we're just trying to go back and, you know, as, as PE was great for us, go back in and it's more of a legacy thing to help those kids and try and inspire them. So then just go on and it's not to say they're going to, you know, be professional sportsmen and women, but... Sometimes people, young, young children, just need some encouragement. Yeah, uh, um, that, I think it's absolutely brilliant what you're doing. But I just want to give a shout out to that PE teacher that uh, helped you get involved in rugby because uh, he did well, didn't he? He picked, he picked a few there, didn't he? Yeah, but you don't know as teachers, you know. Something, you know, with, with everything that's going on, and, and I'm only guessing because I've never, you know, I've never been a teacher, but. You know, it's it's tough. It's not easy. And then you go into an environment where, you know, there's so much going on now, so many restrictions, and you don't realise, um, you know, the impact you're having on kids. My teacher didn't realise that I'd go on to do what I, what I did. He was just, you know, if you want to learn from somebody, learn from somebody who's passionate about something. And, and that, that kept me that kept me off the streets. It kept me out of trouble. You know, some of my mates went off and got into all kinds of trouble. And it just gave me a, a, a focus, and uh, you know, it's you, you guys, you know, do a do a fantastic job. And and what we're doing now is just to complement complement yeah. that. Yeah. So, what, what age was the teach? What was it? High school teacher? You said there. Uh, so it's uh, well, it was middle middle school. All oh, so, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, middle school. So it was Cross Flats Park Middle School and Mr Aspinall. Right, yeah. And I always remember because he didn't he didn't mess about with Mr. Aspinall because at the time he just seemed like he was seven foot eight and he had these big, big like you're in if you did something wrong, he had these big, big massive fingers and like get a couple of those into your chest and and that How was it. Times? But he got, he got us all in line, do you know what I mean? How many times has Mr. Aspinall in the you know, in the kind of years, your prime years when you were you were sidestepping in absolute wonder? Runs. How many times has he sat back at a pub going, I discovered that guy? <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and I know. And, and this is the thing, you know, despite, you know, you get to a certain level, but you, you always trace it back to, you know, Mr. Aspinall, you know, other teachers, and then and then my amateur club. You know, we like, we we didn't have a, a, a car most of the time, so I was relying on other parents to pick me up and take me to training and you know, just just help me, and so so. There's a lot of people on your journey that you've got to give, you know, credit for. And but Mr. Aspinall was certainly certainly one of them. Yeah, like you say, and and there's so many other aspects that come into it. So having that belief is is huge from from someone that you look up to. But then you know, there's been children that I pupils that I've worked with who you know you recognise something in them, you see the potential, 
Um, and you, you do whatever you can in your power to sort of help them and set them up on that journey. Um, and I've had a couple that have gone on and done some amazing things, but don't heart, it doesn't half break your heart when you see them not always make the right choices that further down the line and not reach that sort of potential, you know? So I think there's a lot to be said about the character of the person because I think you can have all the talent in the world, but, you know, you've got to have that, that mindset, that determination, in that, you know, and, and I'm sure you'll know that as a professional athlete as well. Yeah. You're looking at, you can go into talent ID and go as deep as you want here, but yeah, there's a lot of variables in the mindset, attitude, work ethic, uh, there's a lot of variables support all that kind of stuff uh, I think everyone's success in, you know in linear is it and you look at you look at all sports and you know talk about the 1% of people that's been the best at you know 10, 11, 12 all the way through not, there's not many that's like that you know but I know I'm talking about rugby I might be Farrell school or you know Rob or Udubin I don't know you have to look at that but everyone takes different journeys don't they yeah and like you say though it's just what sport can bring to you as a, as a person, no matter what level you're playing at, um, yeah. you know, the community side of things, the, uh, just there's so many different aspects that can, just having an, an outlet, and I say this all the time with, with teaching and when I talk about, you know, a huge problem in education is uh, well-being with the workload that we have. And I always encourage to, to, to have something outside of teaching that you can go and do a couple of times a week that just takes your mind off the stressful job and just gives you an outlet. And I think taking up a hobby, taking up a sport, joining a local, whatever it is, whether it's rugby, whether it's football, whether it's netball, um, I just think that can be one of the best ways in which you can improve your well-being to have something happening outside of this very consuming job where at each point, there's some point a week where you switch, you know, put everything else aside. You're not marking books, you're not planning lessons. You just go in, <laughs> whatever it is, into a scrum and having just an hour where you can just, you know, leave everything out on the pitch, I suppose. Yeah, and every, everybody needs a switch off. You know, it doesn't matter how good your job is. Sometimes you just need that, you know, get your mind off it, like you say. But, you know, doing physical activity, obviously, you know, it, it, it's great in so many ways. You know, it releases, obviously, chemicals, which, you know, it's it, it's all positive. You, you know, health, healthy body, healthy mind. And, and, and these, you know, these are the... These are the, the simple things we're just trying to promote and, and, and also to have fun, you know. Let's have fun while we're doing it. Let's, long gone are the days where, you, you know, you go into a you know, PE lesson and it's right, you know, to do a lap of the, the, the fields and just, oh, just keep running and it'd be used as, you know, a punishment. You know, we want kids to enjoy it. You know, there's so many benefits to come from it. You know, even, you know, you notice in a class, you know, when I was in school, I had my mate and we'd always sit together. Every class we went into, we'd always sit together. But when you're doing PE in sport, all of a sudden now I'm working with people that I wouldn't normally work with. So it's building relationships within, you know, classes and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, maybe, you know, one of the kids that's not a cool kid, if, 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 you're, the, if you're the teacher, you can make him really cool. By, do you know what I mean? Quite, quite often. Because we've been doing this, you get a lot of people and negative and well, oh, I hated PE and and that was probably because either either the PE teacher did it wrong. Do you, do you know what I mean? Or yeah. There was negative about it. You, 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 if, if you're a teacher, you should be able to bring out some positives, even if people don't like exercise. You yeah. know, and and there's, there's there's ways of doing it. There's things you can say. There's things you can do, which can just involve everybody 
and everybody gets something out of it, no matter yeah. what level you know you're at. And that's one of the key things. Um, but you know, we talk about health and well-being all the time, and I've said it last couple of weeks. You know, a lot of people just keep talking about it. We've got to get out there, and we've got to do it. And that's why yeah. you know we're trying to do it in the schools, and we're trying to bring a lot of different ways of doing it within the schools. Trying to take out some of those barriers because sometimes, you know, I've gone and, and, and done some some um, some some coaching and, and teaching with people, and, and they can't afford stuff. They can't afford equipment. They can't afford. Yeah. trainers they can't afford to join the the local club because it costs 70 80 quid and we've got three kids and, you know so we're trying to take away some of those barriers so we give a shed loads of uh, equipment out free um to schools as well to try and make things a bit easier to try and not give people an excuse you know not to do you know pee and sport yeah because i mean i i mean I, i've in my school i've been working at my school now for 13 years and um, I've always been involved. I was a PE coordinator for uh, the first few years that I was there until I ended up going part time. And you know, we we ended up like our school won a couple of awards for like uh, we were Trafford Sports School of the Year a couple of years. Um, but I would say I'd, I, one of the biggest issues you just touched upon there, I'd say, is the funding. Um, I'd, when was it? Now I think it was after the Olympics in 2012, and the government sort of cut all the school sports partnership I think that is one thing that I'd, I remember actually I, I got asked to write a, an article I think it was for might have been for the Guardian about that that cut to the um, school sports partnership and I said you know in about 25 years we'll be at an Olympics where we'll probably get a really will be a really poor showing and it'll be come back to this point where because it was at a time where we were you know most of our children they were averaging like five hours of sport a week Wow. which was unbelievable. Um, and I don't think this, we're, we're, we still do quite a lot, but we're nowhere near what, where we were at that point. Um, so I think funding's a huge, a huge issue. Because um, I think they do, they do the sort of ring fence now, don't they? They sort of give schools so much money. But when you've, when you've not got, you know, speaking as, as a teacher, when you've, you've not got money to cover the basics of getting, you know, loo roll or stationery, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you know what I mean. It's 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 crazy. So um, so I think that that is a huge issue. The the sort of funding side of things. Is there anything else that you've sort of seen when you've been visiting schools that you see as sort of a barrier? I think the biggest thing we've obviously seen with the kids coming back uh, into obviously uh, being in lockdown. You'll see it yourselves uh, physically. You know, you can see that, being honest, you know, kids are not putting on weight and you can see that. Uh, the movement skills have gone backwards and you can see that from the visual point of view. Uh, so, yeah, I think funding, that's the thing. The big thing, obviously, with Gaston on, on the aspect task this is where they're trying to get forward. Yeah, do you want to talk about that? Like how that's the trying to influence things like that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's come quite recently for me, um, you know, the uh, to, to be invited onto the, the task force Um uh, Sue Wilkinson is, is doing a fantastic job in in just pushing PE and, and just making it. You know, it talks about being the, the heart of the school day. And you know, when you talked about five hours there, I just thought, oh, that is just the perfect. You know, an hour a day, just take the edge off kids, just keep them consistently doing something. You know, over that week, and and I think with the the task force now, and it's headed up by uh, Edward uh, Timpson MP. 
just looking at lots of different stuff. So, you know, uh, future training, um, just make, making sure, you know, some of the, some of the teachers, um, you know, are you know, either upskilled. I mean, the idea, the idea is, you know, that every, every teacher is able to, you know, do what they need to do and, and, and teach high quality PE. The reality is, you know, we're not at that stage, you know, for, for, you know, we hear so many different things, you know, some teachers have in between two and six hours of, of, you know, um, teaching, you know, and then they're now taking the whole PE. I mean, it wouldn't happen for maths, would it, where you get between know. two to six hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the, the, task force, the task force looking at, you know, health and well-being, tackling obesity, extracurricular provision, um, and, and, an, and an idea would be that it's in the, you know, it's part of the, uh, the, the it's a core subject, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. PE is the only place, you know, that really touches on the physical, the mental and emotional health of children. And now with the with the sports clubs all shutting down, if we do not address this really quickly and get it sorted out, we're just going to lose so many children. So many children are going to be pulling out the football at the weekend, the rugby at the weekend, because, you know, sometimes it's habit. You know, I'm used yeah. to going every week, seeing my mates. All of a sudden now, well, I'm used to sitting on the couch or on my bed playing PS4, and we're going to lose a lot of children. And, you know, we are one of the most obese nations, you know, in, in Europe. I think just looking at the stats, there's 71% of um, schools that are doing what they should be doing up to two hours. A, um, um, they're, they're operating as they were pre, pre-COVID. Yeah. There's 21% that are Now, for that, that 21%, you know, that's, that's a massive number of kids that aren't getting, you know, enough um, PE or sport. Um, physical activity and, and that's going to have a knock-on effect so you know in confidence and, and everything else so you know there's a lot of things to look at look at um look at there and, and hopefully you know we can go right but there's a long way to go i i completely agree and i think what a lot of teachers don't um realize is how much doing focus p lessons can impact on other subjects so yeah. having a p lesson can allow children to, re- you know, get their, you know, heart rate up, uh, move about, do the exercise, and then that can have a positive impact on your maths, your English, your science, and everything else. Yeah, yeah, massively, massively. So you can you're tying your cross curriculum, and obviously you being the teacher, you understand the children and sign on rules, and you can tie that into all your lessons. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this needs to come from the heads as well. I think. You know, I think that the, the, the head teachers can play a big part in this because, you know, yeah. a lot of the schools, you know, that we've been in, you know, if, if the head teacher is 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 all for PE and and you know having active and healthy lifestyles, that just filters down, and, yeah. and then you see those those schools that do it really well, you know, as you say, are more productive and uh, you know it has a a great effect on uh, on the academic side. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I won't cut in there. I mean, I was. I was similar to you in the fact of, um, you know, at school I wasn't the most academic, but like PE at school was just was just massive for me. I mean, you know, back in our day, uh, you know, we're talking we're talking late nineties for my PE. We had we had a, a teacher in our school who, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't want to do him wrong, but my God, I want it, Lee. You couldn't imagine a worse PE teacher. I mean, I'm the PE teacher in my school, 
And I'm not exactly, you know, I'm not exactly in the greatest nick, but I'm not too... You know, people look at me and they're like, oh, he's in all right shape. I was in better shape about 10 years ago. But our teacher used to come in and he'd have... He'd have half of his arse showing money Lee. Because <laughs> his pants, his tight joggers would be too small on him. Um, but even like his kind of PE lessons where he just kind of let you get on with it was such a breakaway. And then obviously we went to secondary school when we started rugby. And I mean, I, I 100% wouldn't be in the job I am now if it wasn't for rugby. I mean, I think because I was quite a talented rugby player, I feel so silly saying that to you two, but <laughs> where'd you play? Like I haven't got the, uh, I haven't got the my trophies in the background. <laughs> um, but like, I wouldn't have gone on to like uh, sixth form and done my A levels if it wasn't for rugby. I mean, I actually don't think I got the full grades to get in, but they kind of they were like, yeah, you're all right. Need a Need Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I can't agree with you more. It's 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 so crucial on so many levels. And like you say, I think people, quite a lot of people, are still stuck with the thought of like, oh well, they can just do stuff at home and they can exercise at home, but it, it doesn't happen. It just doesn't. You know, they can't do that. No one's gonna. You know, you get the odd parent who'll take them onto the field or whatever. But again, you know, at school when the you know I say when the sun's out, but the current you know when it's when it's light and hopefully when it's dry or even when it's not just to have that hour of PE like I said I do the PE in my school and the children just absolutely love it like I mean it's a bit different at the moment obviously with everything that's going on and the, the fact that you have to kind of be a lot more spaced out but I just think it's I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more it's just so so important for all of them and you get the like, you get the shy ones you get the ones that you know, kind of are stood on the by themselves at lunch times and stuff, and then suddenly you're in a game and they're teaming up, and it's just kind of like you see a different side of them. And I think that's one of the best feelings I have when I work in a school. Uh, my school is when I see a child who hardly speaks to anyone in the class because they're just quite reserved, they're quite shy, but then suddenly they're yelling at the most popular kid for the ball because you know they're actually yeah, quite yeah. decent so yeah i couldn't it, 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 i mean it gives me like goosebumps thinking about them moments and obviously just massive well done for kind of carrying on providing them moments for them yeah pushing it it's um i mean there are i mean the other thing i've noticed as well is with a lot of other schools when we've uh sort of done competitions it always seems to be if there's a if there's a teacher who's quite into sport who's quite passionate like you said there about the head teacher but it's like you almost need a teacher who's really passionate to drive that subject as well. Um, yeah. And it's making sure you've got those champions, really. Not necessarily having the whole staff who are on board with it. And, um, you know, and, and the other thing I think is important as well is having that that different differentiation between PE and, and, and sort of fitness. So I don't know yeah. about you, but do you know during the lockdown when uh, Joe Wicks was doing... Right. I wanted to see what he thought of this because oh, yeah. he got he got he got told it was like he was the nation's PE teacher. Now, as someone who's done quite a lot of PE, I was quite annoyed at that because what he does is great and what he does is fantastic and it's and it's <laughs> it yeah, but it's not PE in my yeah, opinion. Agree. It's yeah. That, yeah. That, shows, yeah, that, yeah. That, that shows, but that does show. I think you know some of the ignorance um, around PE. Yeah, because PE can only be taught at school within you know within the school timetable, and and it's it's physical education. You know, a lot of people don't know how to throw a ball or kick a ball. 
you know, and, and don't know how to move and don't, you know, balance and everything else. And, it, and it's, it's all well and good playing football and doing all these things, but you still need to know how your body works and how you function. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was great that he was, you know, taking his time to, uh, to do that. And then he obviously he passed it on to his missus as well. I think that covered her. And, you know, my, 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 my wife's, um, she's a personal trainer. She's been personal trainer for, you know, 15, 16 years. So she's, she's more knowledge than me, but, you know, I think sometimes everybody, everybody thinks PE is, is something that it completely isn't. And I know a lot of people that, you know, whilst he was doing a good thing, you know, he just needs to get that. You know, it's the, the might be the the, the, the nation's favourite. You know, physical activity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but but it wasn't PE. So you know, you gotta, gotta commend him for you know trying to get people active. But we got to understand that you know PE is quite different to uh, you know school sports. And, and just on that, yeah, I'm echoing everything we were saying. Yeah. Uh, but my thing is, what we've seen the school that we're putting it on, you know, and, and kids are doing it. But, and don't get me wrong, you know, it's great, some of the stuff, but, you know, kids switch off. There's only so many times you can do, you know, planks and squats. You've got to engage these kids. You can, some might do it for a week and two weeks. You've got to make it fun. That's why, you know, the games in our app, the PD Pro, the skill development, the games, the athletic development, you've got to have systems in there. So, uh, and the same again, it comes out being fun. There's no way you can do an hour just doing, you know, circuit training. It's one off now and again, but there's got to be more learning to it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think the biggest, biggest issue is a lot of, oh, it's some uh, thing he's gone again, the sound. Sorry, what's with my computer? It's apologies. Yeah, it's all right. Wind it up. Yeah, and I'd say the other one that I think put, has put my generation off PE, the bleed test. <laughs> I think there was maybe like one child who actually liked it. But even as professional athletes, you must have hated the bleed test. I actually loved it. Yeah. No, I I hated probably every test. Um, you know, I, I I always remember with England just it was it was just brutal because it, it was just it pushed you to a level that was just really on the edge of just keeling over I think um, yeah. and there's there's a couple of instances where somehow I managed so when we sometimes it team up with uh, the armed forces so right. I'm so glad that I missed um, trips down to the SBS and, and all that because you know I'm scared of heights claustrophobic yeah. can't swim I was like hey I ain't going doing that with the SBS. I'll be, I'll be a goner. So uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. test really would uh, take take people down. For me, just on, on about the, uh, just the, the bleep test obviously in itself with them again associating that thing to it. From my point of view, obviously, I, I only did it because I enjoyed it, and that, that'll be a big part of my game. The fitness side, but you just for me in school, you need some measuring. And we've got a real good relationship with, Kev, with Professor Kev Till, who was big on athletic development. Talk about, you know, from our assessment point of view, actually, all physical literacy, Canadian physical literacy, uh, and some real good research on children regarding testing and and assessment. Uh, it's about where you're going to go with it. I think it, there's a, that's a big area in itself, assessment. But uh, for me, it's a no. I know that talks about long-term dialogue, but you can complete test. The only something to measure, but for me, you're just going to put kids off. 
You are, are you? <laughs> There's always that kid in the bleep test as well who who's falling short of getting to the line before the bleep, but stays in. Yeah. And I'm so always like, get out. <laughs> you didn't get there for the bleep. Get out. And then they're going, beat you, I got to level, got to level three. I'm there going, nah, nah, nah. You were yeah. at level two like me, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm at level one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, those were the days. So, um, oh. let's, let's talk about what you were like at school. So I know Jason, you sort of shared that, uh, you struggled with uh, a lot of a lot of your school uh, school in there. What about you, Ryan? What were you like at school? Were you uh, well behaved or not so much? Uh, I, 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 to be fair, okay, yeah, I uh, I went I was born in Wakefield and uh, yeah, school started playing when I was four and a half. So I went to sport at an early age. School uh, was yeah, people my favourite subject. The same again for teacher that just loved playing sports. Thing. We played piano back then. The, the piano teachers didn't they? And, uh, they did sports and everything, so we were really good. And then got into high school. Then uh, I kept my head down. I wasn't really. Uh, I wasn't the best academic. I can't work okay results. Uh, luckily, I signed one off in sixteen. So uh, I had a couple of testimonies with my teachers at some point. Things were a bit hard when I was fifteen. Uh, I hated maths. It's funny because I thought I was really good at maths, and I came out with a with a D <laughs> but actually now I've, I've learned more actually out of it with the numbers and stats uh, than actually then but I think that's maybe a bit of were you that were you that kid in maths who used to come out the testing hall and go get that answer for number five 106 and then everyone would be discussing the fact that the answer is 105 <laughs> yeah not sure yeah what about you guys are you to primary Say what? Sorry. What about you? Yeah. Two primary. We're both primary. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm on about going up. Say what? Sorry. Growing up. Oh, oh growing. Yeah. Well, I was. I was. I always say I was all right. I, you know, I was. Um, Adam thinks I was a teacher's pet. I wasn't. I just. Um, I just never got caught. Whereas Adam just got caught all the time. He was a nightmare. Always in the bad books. Yeah. It. it... <laughs> It does look like trouble, to be fair. What's that, sorry? It does look like trouble, to be fair. Yeah, I, I mean, all my teachers will agree with that. It, it was weird, you know, I, I, I kind of felt like it needed to be the right teacher. Like, when I had this, uh, I had this teacher come when I was in year four called Mr. O'Brien, um, and he was absolutely brilliant. He kind of got me, let me be me, let me kind of be a bit, a bit crazy, but then kind of, you know, taught line. me the line. And then I went into like year five and six and I had these really old school teachers who just loved people, who loved children with neat handwriting and who came up with these amazing uh, stories in writing. Whereas what I'd do is I'd watch a film from Blockbuster Video and then I'd go in on the Monday and just rewrite the film like complete with no full stops. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing at all. I mean... You know, my Jurassic Park should still go down in history. It's like three full pages of terrible handwriting and all spelt wrong. But, uh, yeah, I mean, at school, I, um, you know, I played all the sport. I was captain of the rounders team. I was captain of the football team. Um, and, I, you know, that kind of stuff I used to love. I used to love when the, when the, uh, a couple of the year six girls would stay and watch the boys' football team. 
I mean, you know, that that kind of stuff. <laughs> Look at Lee, like, Lee's like, oh, yeah, I never got caught. No, he never had cheerleaders like I had. Yeah. <laughs> you had two. <laughs> he likes to live a dream, Adam. He likes to live a dream. Um, so it was always sport, Ryan, because we know your uh, sister is an actress, was on Coronation Street. Was there ever that temptation to go into acting? Yeah, to be fair, I think my mum put me in some stuff uh, when I was younger, actually, because I'm older than myself. I've got two sisters, and uh, obviously Lucy got into horror and things like that. But to be fair, Lucy, we were dancing and singing, so I joined this... Uh, this skills anyway this guy came one night and uh, we just we got into it from there I loved it because it was about oh, like 12, 13 juggling and stuff and within a year ended up there were three of us ended up going uh, we used to go busking in Leeds breathing fire it was like a circus army and uh, I loved it because we, we, we'd go busking in, you know in, under arches Rob will know that I mean Leeds and we'd get people out with unicycle uh, breathing, fire breathing, just having a real good laugh. So when we have a barbecue now, you fire sticks used to come out for the few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't know that one. I've yeah. seen that, Rob, have you? Not seen I the fire like, sticks. Yeah, that's it. I think last time we did that one in grand final program in '98. That one where you used to have that guy. So yeah, yeah. I was going to say you were tempted to um, at the start of a game, sort of use that as a intimidating, like the All Blacks had the hacker. You could just come out just breathing fire. Juggling the match balls. <laughs> hey, that, that's that on a unicycle. That's another story, but that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it def, definitely an actor. The amount of penalties you uh, you got for uh, being soft. That's that's. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I, I was. Uh, we were at school, uh, about yeah. Now, well, you know something. I think I was. You know, I think I was scarred from school from an early age because my mum was a cleaner a caretaker so uh, everywhere she went I used to have to go with her um, so from a, from a young age um, go to these schools a lot of primary schools and then I learned how to buff the uh, the wooden floors and the and the halls and I, you know those machines yeah, and you push oh, it down oh, well, yeah so I got that off to a T um, so I used to do all that and I, I'm still traumatised now about school toilets primary school toilets because I have to go in and clean them yeah. and I'm thinking kids, kids are only about three foot high in here how on earth did that go <laughs> you know you pack Picasso had been in there painting on the wall and, and, and everything with uh, it was it was just disgusting I think I'm traumatised from that we went there was a lot of uh, I think there was a lot of haunted schools that were in as well so my mum was like about three foot six but she was a tough really tough Scotch woman yeah. Um, so she'd get me doing some job down one end of the uh, school and then I'd be doing it and then all of a sudden I'd realise she's gone like I'm in this haunted school <laughs> and then I'd be like just like panic and I think that's where I got my speed because I just used to heading down <laughs> where I was going through those doors those big wooden doors flapping like that so the more I ran the more I could hear all these noises and oh I was absolutely petrified <laughs> but it's not that I didn't I don't, it's not that I didn't even like um, you know I always went to school I wasn't like a bad like a bad lad but it, there was a load of characters in our in, in our school and you're talking about certain lessons there and maths and I always remember in maths like you'd just be in a maths lesson all of a sudden like one of the one of the, the lads in the class 
he's giving a bit of mouth to the teacher and all of a sudden they're rolling about having a fight in class and like, it just it was just kind of the norm but come on then like, come on um so so there's a lot of uh i don't know if you had sometimes some teachers where like they, they were quite quite strict and in, in maths it was always the boys that used to get picked out and then and then in geography we had this teacher that he, had, he used to have this, you know, when you get the carpet and then you get that, that cardboard tube inside a carpet. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, I don't know where he got it from, um, but he used to bring it into class and it was about six foot long. <laughs> and if you messed about in class, he'd just lean over and give you such a whack <laughs> around the side of the head with this, like, this inner, inner and it was rock hard as well. Yeah, and yeah. Just, like, I always rem- remember seeing him um, I was about 20 years after school and uh, I remember seeing him at this this function and uh, saying, oh, I used to be your geography teacher. And I looked at him and I thought, you'll not, you'll not be looking to hit me now, will you? I thought, you know, you're the one with, you're the one with that cardboard tube. Yeah. So let's, let's see how you are be, now. It must be a thing about geography teachers because our geography teacher, uh, remember Mr. Burnsley? Yeah. He used to have a dead, uh, dead gravelly voice, like proper, like aggressive gravelly voice. And I remember one day, this uh, like an older kid said, uh, "Oh, do you want to get on Mr. Burns' good side? Just say hi to him." <laughs> so I remember just being like, "Really?" And then he's walking down this hallway, and I went, "Hi, Mr. Burns." <laughs> I just went, he literally threw me against his locker. I was well younger, I smashed against his locker, and he was like, don't say hi, and then walked off. And I remember being, like, emotionally scarred, like, oh, my God. And then the year later, when the new kids came in, I was like, hey, do you want to get on the good side of Mr. Burns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a tradition. Mr. Yeah, Burns. Mr. Burns, yeah, there's something in, yeah, geography teachers, just not, yeah, quite aggressive. He was our first team coach, wasn't he, Mr. Burns? He was yours, yeah. I had, yeah, I had the, Mr. Rush dinner. He was weird. He like he never really gave any team talk. There was only one game that he gave a team talk to. When I think we were playing Wirral, I think it was Wirral School, and uh, he just had this thing against Scousers, and he just was. They never say anything before a game. Uh, no tactics, nothing. Just pick the team, play. And then just, he gave this really passionate speech the game before we played Wirral. I don't know why. This must have hated Scousers. Um, yeah. So, uh, any other sort of stories from your school days that you still remember now that you you think might uh, give us a bit of a giggle? Uh, I remember getting me... Been out talking about it, probably gave me a bit of a code of conduct. You couldn't be too long, uh, it was too long, it was like a, a one, and they got pulled in. Saying, Look, next time you're gonna be in isolation, okay, no worries. Uh, the weekend we had a cup final, and some of the lads decided to uh, pin each other down and shave each other's heads and eyebrows off. <laughs> I turned up. I turned up I anyway won the game. I turned up at school with uh obviously no eyebrows and the hair gone and uh yeah, straight to the headmaster and then got sent home. Did they let so, you win because they thought you were all terminally ill? Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you look back now and you think, wow, you just you know, I mean times have changed, and I think possibly you look at society now and yeah, there's good but it's gone the talk. For me, you know yourself being a teacher. 
on the all the way around, on it, you know, from I know this back Rob Bose back back not as far as I came, but it's gone the whole way, so the kids have got power. And what do you boys think you're seeing every day? It must be you must be pulling your hair out at times. Yeah, no, you do feel like that. It's like it does it does annoy you when um you obviously are trying to do your best, trying to do your job, and then you've got a a parent who will just uh, just believe their child <laughs> over a yeah. fully grown adult. No, when they know the child themselves, they know that the child's prone to tell a fib or two, but would rather, yeah. you know, rather than just see that we're the, we're the professionals, we're the adults who, you know, can see things and we're not going to go out of our way to make kids' lives horrible. You know, it's just if we see something, we need to speak to the parents and the amount of parents now that you come across who point blank refuse to see their sort of angel in any any bad way shape or form it can be quite frustrating I mean don't get me wrong some of them are fine but you will get the odd one where it's like no we've got I saw them with my own eyes crack that lad over the head for no reason no no in that the the child would have walked into my son's hand and it's like right okay that's where that's where the lockdown was kind of you know it was obviously terrible horrendous for, for, for so many but if there's like a couple of positives you take of it obviously as school staff it was that the little cherubs the ones that don't always make the right choices whose parents you did have to kind of you know like lee was saying didn't maybe believe you they then had them at home trying to get them to do work <laughs> and you're kind of you know when you're finding out how they've been you're kind of a bit like Told you so, baby. <laughs> yeah, we, we found that in some of the schools with the, with the vulnerable kids and, and uh, vulnerable, you know, uh, the key workers. What we find in some of them schools, some of these parents were really struggling, and with these kids, and they were having to say to Edit, "Look, we're struggling here. We're struggling," and the head teacher were bringing them back. So yeah, I could see that massive. I mean, that's another thing. You know, I've got three kids. Parents, they had it. Uh, not tells you how to do it, and there's no perfect parent, there's no perfect teacher, coach, whatever it is. I think what you're saying originally is, but it's about people, good people in it, drive it and make it and make a difference. Not just ticking boxes. You got to make it. You got to make an impact no matter what you want. Yeah, yeah. I think respect as well for, you know, for 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 teachers has has certainly gone through the roof. I think quite often kids go to school and I think you take it for granted, and I think it's only because of COVID and then people having to homeschool and realizing how hard your, your own kids are to work yeah. with. Um, you know, so many people just wanted to get out of lockdown just because they couldn't cope. And, you know, the kids weren't learning. The kids weren't doing as they're told. You know, the amount of people that should have been doing stuff and actually they couldn't do it. They weren't able to do it. The kids weren't yeah. listening. Um, so, you know, teachers, hairdressers, you know, <laughs> respect, who, uh, <laughs> you know, what you've done. Has, has it brought... So with this then, and, and you guys obviously still sort of being active in schools, do you think it's brought teachers together more? Um, do you know what I mean? More, more united because of, of what you're trying to deliver and, or, or has it just stayed the same? Um, no, I, th- I think this, I've said with this, this academic year, especially with everything going on, I felt it was a real opportunity to sort of press the reset button a little bit on education because I think for a number of years, and you'll know this working in schools, the problem that you've got is teachers are trying to balance so many plates and so, the expectations are through the roof. And, you know, sometimes schools are their own worst enemy in that they put a lot of that pressure on themselves 
So, you know, the observations, the scrutinies, the, you know, we've got to do this preparation for this. And you don't, you don't necessarily have to do that. A lot of that's a choice. But when the, COVID, the pandemic hit, a lot of that sort of stopped. And actually speaking to a lot of teachers during that lockdown, you know, as far as well-being is concerned, a lot of teachers, obviously we had our struggles with the pandemic itself, but as far as school was concerned, it was actually okay because, you know, um, yeah, you had to do the home learning and you, you, you were in school with the vulnerable children, but a lot of that crap that teachers have been, you know, yeah. crippled with for number, this obsession with the accountability in education sort of stopped. And what teachers were able to do was sort of focus on what we love doing, which is the teaching more than anything else. And I think that sort of links back to the whole PE um, what we were talking about with PE and that I think the issue uh, in a lot of schools is because schools are judged by SATS results or, you know, whatever the testing is, then there's other subjects that get sacrificed and one of them tends to be PE. If you've got a teacher who isn't necessarily passionate about it, who isn't as confident with it, and they're judged for a number of years, you know, your performance management is judged on how many kids can get through a SATS test. You know, you're going to focus on that more than anything. And I think that's something that we really need to look at changing, especially with everything going on and the, the need children have. But like I always say, ultimately, children, you know, can't at primary anyway, you don't sort of sit a test in PE and, and, and fitness and things like that. And ultimately, with the government, the government that we've got, they just are obsessed and, and they only value the things it can measure, hence the SATS test and this and that. Yeah. So. If you were to get that to change and teachers were able to be, because, you know, you speak to any teacher, they see, they know the importance of physical PE. I don't think there's any doubt in that. School staff, they know how beneficial it is for the children's, not just physical, but like you say, emotional, um, mental well-being. It's just very hard to, to find that balance when you, you're, you, as a teacher, you're expected to get X amount of pages filled in the book each week. You've got to fill these timetables, you've got this observation, you know, so it's, it is, it's very difficult. And like what I want to happen out of this whole thing is to realise that all this other stuff doesn't really matter. And what we should be doing is stop trying to make this job as busy as possible. And let's just yeah. look at what matters and what makes a difference to the children. Um, let's, bring a, let's bring an end of year bleep test in. <laughs> <laughs> you do it for teachers as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No, level 12. <laughs> I it. PE teacher at the top, come on, role models. Yeah, yeah. I think I think PE is only going to get you know it's it, until it's a core core subject. It's it's not going to get what it, you know the, the 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 respect you know it deserves within you know the curriculum. So you know you will focus on what you're going to be judged on, and and, and that's no different. But you you look at you know you look at the stats. There's, I think there's like forty four percent of kids under the age of 11 to 11, you know, can't swim 25 metres. Yeah. I mean, that's the life skill. You know, if you yeah. fall into a canal, maths and English are not going to help you. No. So, you know, these these are, it's it's not just about ticking a box and, and, and just getting people out. There's, you know, they, they, they could save their own lives, it could save other people's lives. And, you know, we're going to pay for it at some point. You know, we'll pay for it when people get older and obese. And, you know, why, yeah. why not just put that money now into getting kids into into good habits, you know, yeah. so that they can lead a healthy and active lifestyle. And it doesn't mean to say, you know, again, that we're training people up to be professional sportsmen and women, you know, but I think giving them options as well, because quite often, you know, there is still, 
you know, if 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 some teachers like rugby, then they'll, they'll they'll just focus on rugby, and that might put other people off, and and you know, might be other sports, cricket. So, you know, they've got to have a, a balance. You know, there's got yeah. to be, you know, let's try something different. How do you know if, if if you like cricket or tennis if you've never tried it? Do you remain know I mean? So, yoga, <laughs> dance, and and that's why, you know, going back to the B Pro app is, you know, you, you're not going to teach these um, th- these lessons if if you don't have the confidence to do so you don't have the knowledge yeah and for you to try and get the knowledge of wow what do i do in hockey what do i do in yoga what do i i mean nobody's gonna nobody's got the time to do it no you know so we need to make we need to make it easier but we need to give like kids choice you know let's get them happy and running around and some of my greatest moments Uh, some of my biggest laughs I've come, we've just been with my mates, just something simple that has happened within a group or, you know, somebody's fallen over or somebody's, do you know what I mean? The ball's hit yeah. something on the side of the head or just something as simple as that and it's created bonds that, you know, have gone on for years. Absolutely. And that's what sport does, doesn't it? It brings people together and it can, you know, have such a huge impact. Um, so I was going to, I was going to ask sort of, how do you feel that you or how do you feel sort of school, uh, impacted you to go on to what you went then sort of achieved as professional athletes. Uh, yeah, so. For me, go on. I'm just rub on that. Just on for me. I'll let you talk about yours, Robert. But for me, I think that's where schools talk about exit strategies and what you were saying there about go identifying these kids. I saw one of the day this girl and I said to this, I said, look at her. She's a ten-year-old last blessed she had, you know, shoes were untied and time. She had a she can do some of the stuff she could do were about unbelievable. You know, and we're saying, do you do anything? You know, so teachers signposting them, like you say, the biggest thing for me is that support, getting them to that next level. What's what's around here? Is it dancing, gymnastics? what is it getting into that stuff so schools are the exit strategy yeah. I'll let you talk about your story Jess yeah I mean but, you know I've, I've talked about what, what it's done for me on a, on a rugby field but you know I think one of the key things for me the confidence that it's 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 given me outside of you know outside of rugby now I mean I've been retired for 13 years and as I say I don't think I've passed a, an exam in my life yeah. yeah I work with some of the biggest companies in, in the world and and you know whether that is I'm a director, I'm a shareholder, I'm a ambassador, and and you know sport and PE has taught me skills, it's taught me life skills. You know it's it's taught me how to be with people. You know it's taught me about leadership, um, it's taught me about discipline, and it's funny because when when I get into you know these these environments uh, in the business world. Um, I I didn't realise how much I knew until I sat in some of these meetings and just started to talk, you know, about sort of my experiences of, of, of high performance teams because it's all relatable. So so whilst I haven't passed a, a test in my life, you know, it's just taught me so much about it. Taught me skills that now I've got and I'll never lose. And and I, I I'm now asked to go into all these big companies. Yes, it's because I was really good at rugby, but it but it's also because of the skills that sport has taught me that I can now, you know, just use in, in, in the business world. So, you know, whilst we're going in and whilst, you know, we're using profile to, to highlight PE, it's not just about the physical. Yeah. It's, it's about, it's about the mental, how it affects you, you know, positive mentally affects you positively, you know, how it can give you that focus, that drive, something to get up for in the morning. 
Um, and then, you know, sort of, it's and the, and the challenges, you know, what, what teaches you more about resilience than sport? You know, we need to learn how to win and lose as, 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 you know, as children coming through the school system, because that's what life is. You know, we'll go into a business and sometimes we get, you know, sometimes we win the deal, sometimes we don't win the deal. You know, sometimes we, like, it doesn't work out, we get sacked. And you need that resilience to just say, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to try again. I'm going to go and, you know, just have the confidence to, to come back at it because it's not all about, you know, you know, top, it's not all about winning World Cups. You know, it's about dusting yourself off and just coming back. And, and for some, it's, it's about just getting a job. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. you know, giving them a confidence to go out and, and get a job. Some, some, you know, we, we, it's all all different reasons. But sport is so so powerful now. Um, you know, and I, I, I just feel now as I, I, I have to. You know, I, I have to invest time. I have to invest money because I know there's so many young people, you know, out there that that just want that chance. And if you give somebody a chance and they don't take it, then that's up to them. But some, I know some kids don't get the chance, don't get told, you know, well done today, what have you been doing? And they don't come home to, uh, you know, loving arms and, you know, sometimes they, they're, they're kind of forgotten and, and not listened to. So as you as teachers, us going in, you know, and just trying to inspire the kids, you know, yeah. can play a massive, massive role in, in their lives and, and which affects communities, you know, it's 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 really really positive. So, you know, it's uh, yeah, really really good, really good. And what um, like how big how big of a role do you feel sort of like education around diet is with a lot of what you do? Because um, obviously we've touched upon obviously more children uh, sort of might be putting on weight during a lockdown, and you know. Physical education really important, but how how much do you think the education around making right choices as far as food, drink, and and the rest of that? We've got on on the PE Pro, we've got a health and wellbeing section, so um, some PowerPoints on there for teachers to use, whether it's play or everything from hydration, nutrition, uh, lifestyle, sleep, uh, everything from WeChat colours to looking at hydration stuff we do with the kids. So try and picture at their level. Uh, from the, from the professional band from the sport to the academic we get that blend right so it's working in school so that's massive in the, you know the new stuff and it's how you get kids as well as you know yeah and even when you sleep you know we you, you can go into uh, most places now that promote you know sport or, or um, you know sports clubs and, and, and you know you'll go to you go to the vending machine and it'll be full of you know high sugar stuff crisps Mars bar, you know what I mean? You come out of the swimming bass and straight away you, you go there and, and it's amazing. So, you know, you go, you go to a running track and then you go and the, the, the vending machine's just full of high sugar stuff. So, you know, it's important that, you know, they do get the education, not just the physical, but talk about nutrition and, and what is good for the body, you know, and, and some of those things, you know, it really is education. When you go to, when you're driving, you know, at school time, dropping my um, kids off in the morning and you see, you know, you see kids walking to school with like liters of energy drinks and high caffeine drinks, and you wonder how. Oh, I'm just looking at that and thinking, oh, the teachers got in, but you know they, they're going to get. Yes, yeah. today is going to be oh. a tough day. 
because oh, you, you've got the other one as the other one as well, like the technology. You know, you say now when it's called the end year five. Oh, I've been on Fortnite all night. Uh, what time do you go? At twelve o'clock. You're thinking, wow. So as, as, as we know, these are addictive, and it, like you say, it's educating them about look that balance, that balance. Yeah, it's okay, but you know, and it's hard because as you know as well. It's come down to the parents, doesn't it? You know, so it's yeah. the old Michael McIntyre. Your kid walks in, psh, there's the iPad. Well, four hours later, you know, so it's, it's hard because you don't want to go preaching, but there's got to yeah. be some education around that. No, because, I mean, my um, I work part-time in my school and then the other part of the week is I travel around doing training sessions in school and mainly focus on how you can utilise technology. So... I often feel conflicted because I have a real passion for using technology. I think it's great. It's amazing. And, you know, yeah. you can see the benefits it has on sport, how, you know, professional athletes now attract and you can see all the stats and it's amazing for that. But like I say, it's getting that balance right. And I think I, I always put it down to the fact that we've got a generation of parents now who have been given all this, uh, all this technology all the social media and it is unbelievably addictive without any education so i think for a lot of schools and teachers it's not just about educating the the children it's also educating the parents and getting parents to understand that you know yeah there's there's a time and a place where the children can play on the on the ipad but then there's all it's making sure do you have time restrictions you know so like with my kids they'll get a certain amount of time a day after a certain time of the day, the iPad just switches itself off and it's all password protected. So they, they've learned that, that there has to be a balance. There has to be a cutoff because if I gave them free reign, they'd be on it till the cat and they wouldn't ever choose to go outside and play, play football because sitting there with a screen and all the bright colors is always going to be, you know, number one choice. So again, it's a it's about sort of getting that, that balance really. Um, but yeah, yeah, the technology and it's the sleep because it impacts the sleep. If they're going yeah. on their devices too close to bedtime, it can, you know, awesome. yeah. And, and I can, can I struggle with that to be fair. You can just tell. I mean, working in schools, you can just tell. You know, you know which which children are coming in refreshed, had a good breakfast, and then you can, you know, all you have to do is see what the kids putting in the bin when they're coming in the classroom. It's a massive can of Monster and a bag of Monster Munch, and he's gone double Monster. I'm like, whoa, Monster Squared? What are you doing with breakfast, mate? You know, so it's, yeah, you, I mean, you can you can just tell. You know, I think bed hair is always one. You, you, you know, you come in with an alfalfa, you're like, oh no, he's he's rolled out of bed. <laughs> you see someone come in with a nice little do, you're like, oh yeah, he's he's ready. Yeah. I think what you're saying there about the education of the parents, yeah, I'm 100% behind yeah, you. You've got to get the buy-in there. Because at the end of the day, same as the food, these kids are, these kids are buying their own food. Majority of the, you know, they're getting what's there. But we've done just a lot of stuff in the past with parents trying to engage. And obviously, it's about the head team having that, that community and, and getting the buy-in from the parents. Obviously, you can't drag the parents there to say, come and listen to this nutrition seminar or uh, technology lifestyle. It's about getting that buy-in. Once you get that, and then, and then I suppose you've got a little buy and then you've takes time like anything you look at sport you look at business it takes it's culture in it same with schools start from the top and it takes years to get that culture you look at the most successful team the most successful it takes time the best schools they'll have the person at the top and they've got the systems in place so uh, I think what you're doing is great and I'm all for all that and um, yeah, yeah and I think the other th issue as well is, is it's, I think it's harder now for parents 
with the way work is and how, you know, emails can go on into the night, zero hour contracts. It's like, you know, I think about my parents' generation and I feel it was a little bit easier for them because they had the jobs where it was like nine to five, if it was nine to five, well, then you come home at five and then that was it. It wasn't this, you know, and I struggle with this because with everything that I'm doing, I can easily find myself working into the night, answering emails, trying to get a book in here, book in there. And then you re- before you know it, it's quite easy to say, oh, right, keep, you know, with the kids, keep them busy on the, on the device. Um, and it's, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's, it's hard because, you know, you've got to make sure you're then taking the time to take the kids out. And I think during lockdown, that was something that a ch- children struggled a lot with is not having the opportunity to just go outside and just, you know, get rid of the energy that they have. And um, that can then manifest. I just say they're not in cupboard. The kids in cupboard behind. They're locked to me now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got their iPads, so they're all right. Yeah, they're nice and quiet. Um, but that's another thing about PE, though, isn't it? It's like obviously, you know, the the vast majority of the children who aren't getting that, who maybe are having the technology at home, and you know, lazy parenting, whatever it may be. If that structure of PE, like you, you know, you were both talking about before, um, you know, at least they've got that and that that kind of sprinkle of, oh, here's a bit of hockey, here's a bit of dodgeball, here's a bit of netball, football, rugby, whatever it may be, that might give them that little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of inspiration to be a bit like, you know what, I'm, I actually wouldn't mind going out with my mates to play a little bit of this or, to, you know, to throw a rugby ball about. I mean, I know, personally, even now, I mean, I will go in my garden and I will knock a footy about and throw a rugby ball about for hours, like, yeah, as long as I've got company. I mean, it, it's sad when I do it on my own, <laughs> when I'm 32 doing it on my own. Um, but, like, it, it's that thing where it's if if they get given that little bit of, um, you know, they get shown that, what do you say? They get shown, like, the, the light, yeah, the ray of light. It's like, go this way. They might get drawn back to the iPad, but maybe it's only for, you know, an hour less, and then they might go and do something or even use their iPods to look up you know, Ryan Hudson and Jason Robinson uh, career highlights, which is... I like what I do. yeah. <laughs> Not many on mine at all, but I was. <laughs> I was just tackling. But it's, it's good habits, isn't it? I think, yeah. I think with anybody, you, you get into something, you do it, uh, you know, regularly, and it just becomes a habit and you just get used to doing it. Um, just as picking up an iPad when you come in from school, if that's what you do, that's what you'll keep doing. So uh, yeah. you, you got sometimes you got to break break the habit, and if you can if you can break the habit and make it fun, you know it's not just about exercise. So, so if if something's fun, you're not even bothered about the exercise or getting fit. You don't even think about the fitness. You just go no. out with your mates and either get a basketball or play Kirby or, or whatever it is. You know, you just. I mean, who doesn't want to go out and play dodgeball? Do you know what I mean? And get whacked in the head with a ball. Um, what a throwback, Kirby's. Kirby's no, no, but... Yeah, but have, you, have you seen... Uh, if you haven't got any Kirby's, you can buy like a Kirby thing. Have you seen it? We've got them. We've got them at school. Yeah, you buy like Kirby sets. The yeah. balls are a bit naff, but... Did you ever used to do over the car for double points? I mean, oh, big, big, yeah. There's got to be a car there, just as... <laughs> or a van. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Over a van. You, you're a legend. Oh, you get carried down your street if you go over a van. <laughs> Normally just straight into the side of the window. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, obviously, both of you excelled with rugby. Were there any other sports you did at school that you weren't too bad at? Or were there any sports that you were absolutely terrible, you just had no hope? 
Well, for me, there's a there's a sport that you probably uh, you know you're probably going to get a bit jealous about when I tell you this because I think at the uh, age of 12, 12 and thirteen, I was a crown green bowling champion. <laughs> so, so, but then this just goes to show if how you can get like people to do stuff. So, because we grew up in like a, a really rough area, yeah. Um, Crown Green Bowling is is normally seen as an old man sport, uh, and it was old men that came up with it. But what they did was they just did some competitions and put some money on it. <laughs> so me and my mates like, do you want to win two, two, three quid? It was like two, right? So all of a sudden we started <laughs> we started playing Crown Green Bowling, and I I kind of won for two years. It was like it was brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, Crown Green Bowling champion. That 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 goes up somewhere. Near my World Cup winners medal, so, um, but I actually love tennis. So tennis was another thing that I uh, I really liked. So I was a high school champion at tennis. Um, I didn't have a racket, but when 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 it, it was one of those. Uh, oh, you were champion? Did you use your hand? Yeah, it did, uh, no, it was somebody else's yeah. racket. School school racket. Yeah, <laughs> big hands. <laughs> Getting over it. No, but they used to, I don't know. But I don't know about you, but there used to be because uh, we didn't have any games and stuff like that. And I'm I'm a lot older than you guys. But any time Wimbledon was on, there was like a Wimbledon fever. I didn't I did, yeah. didn't even follow tennis that much, but I knew Wimbledon was on. And you know, we used to go up to the park and get find two you know tennis rackets and, and play. And if the cricket was on, all of a sudden we, you know. Um, We'd just go out and we'd play cricket. And then we'd, one of my mates had a golf club and probably not advisable because we'd make our own golf course on the park and we'd just go around and dig loads of holes. And then we'd just have a seven iron and then we'd just go around the park. <laughs> just go around the park and, and just, you know, you just make your own course, which was yeah, brilliant at the time. Nelly and the week, a after, and the week after when you go to play cricket, you break your ankle in all the holes. I know, yeah, yeah, but but you just you know it's it was just great to be you know you just you know you didn't have posts or whatever you just a couple of shirts or do you know what I mean you just used yeah. to make I think you used to just make more of your own entertainment back in the day yeah. there's almost too much stuff to do now yeah yeah right, it's yeah. making people not think you know when you haven't got stuff you just you just climb a tree or you know just you know play tig or tigs off the ground tigs off the ground which what I was seeing in school, the fundamental English school, getting worse. We know that because the more we got it, kids are sat down in the pool in there. I remember, you know, at Christmas, I used to love ice skating. I don't know why it must have been all filmed. My dad used to watch. We lived on a bit of a hill and we used to always, every year when the frost came, we'd just, we'd just spray all that hose on at night for all the cars and then it'd set the night. And I'd come around over a massive, end up being like a restaurant on ice, really, but there were a few things being lost. But uh, things that you used to do, didn't you? Them, you know, it's all yeah. multi skills, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Fire, fire breathing, ice skating. <laughs> we spent youth. It all works, doesn't it? You know, catching balls and we, things like we that. We need to get a pop-up ice rink now in one of the schools and, and you can just <laughs> enter We can do crown green balls and ice skating. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so true, though. I mean, you, you drive around the streets now. I mean, I'm not saying just like, obviously, during lockdown, but say this, uh, you know, summer of last year. And I know what you're saying, like, when it was Wimbledon, there was always a buzz. I used to get the tennis rackets out and go and play tennis. And, you know, same with, um, what was the other one? It was it was tennis. Cricket. What was the other one? 
cricket. Yeah, when you know when the Ashes was on, yeah. we used to have a little side by our house, and we'd have we'd have people come over, and we'd be bowling down the side, and use the wheelie bin as the wickets. Yeah. Um, and it just used to be, and and when you when you look at, I mean, you just don't see it anymore. You might see the odd kid on a bike doing wheelies, but that does my head in. And then you've got like, you know, I would love to be the car that's worth ten points in a game of Kirby. But I don't get that opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go really slow and then reverse if they missed. Go on, go again. I'd be there all night. But then obviously it'd look a bit weird if I was there all night. So I would drive off after a, su- a suitable amount of time. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think one thing kids need to be sometimes is just bored, and I think children aren't given the opportunity to be bored. Um, yeah. Because when you're bored, that's when you do things like that. That's when you create the games. You just make up weird random games with your mates, and you know I think sometimes we sort of overstimulate the children, yeah. and it's like they've got to be constantly stimulated. When actually. Just for their own sake, sometimes it's better for them to just be left just bored and they can just make their own games up, go outside, you know, whatever it is, Kirby, bring back. Or just the other things that you used to do, like you do, we used to, did you ever used to do that way? You'd find uh, a garden that used to have loads of plants and you'd make your own perfume. Or was that because I used to make no, maybe because I used to not remember when Lee said he was, he was not a teacher's pet he used to go in with perfume for the teachers <laughs> is that why you were head jumping I know he's <laughs> showing off because he had a garden <laughs> I remember one story we were in room we used to when my dad used to do out working and stuff like that sometimes we'd come up and we'd put in the room we'd put sofa in the middle and all lads would come round and play throw tennis or use their golf balls out and chip over the sofa and and once we had them little, you know, them little plastic balls that you could have nice and steady. And yeah. So yeah. Like a bit heavy. Started drilling them into oil paintings and stuff. Yes, pieces were getting moved and all this stuff. And chaos. But it's all, it's all part of growing up, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was one of my, one of my favourite all-time days ever was when, and you'll know what's coming early, because obviously we've got another brother, a middle brother, um, and we we got rid of all the mattresses in the house because oh. we were getting new mattresses. So we put them all in the garden, got some ladders and some chairs, and we went full on wrestling on these <laughs> mattresses. But for the whole day, do you remember, Lee? Yeah. The whole day. I mean, it was unbelievably dangerous. But my dad was sat there cracking a can, looking forward to the triple threat first blood match. Yeah. <laughs> You just you just brought uh, some memories um, back for me. So, like back in the day, in, in some of the areas that we lived at, normally they just throw a mattress onto the street. It was just a normal thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so we collect mattresses. So we get like four or five mattresses, and then take them into a, a house that was deserted, put them in the garden, and then we go up in the house, and then jump out the top window. <laughs> Onto the mattresses. Brilliant gymnastics. Brilliant. Honest, I mean, not not advisable now, but maybe no. all these mattresses with all, all like. I mean, when I look back, I would just think of you know, fleas and and stains on them and everything else. But but that yeah, we used to put them in the garden. It used to be oh exhilarating, just jumping out the top. Floor I love the just thought of that. Like oh, you've wet the bed again, Jim. Oh, I took the mattress out, then you're jumping out the window into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, full of fleas and everything. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Oh, good. Well, yeah, funny. Uh, so one of the, one of the features we have on the podcast is um, like uh, is random things that you only find in schools 
right? So thinking back to your school days or just like, you know what you mentioned before, those sort of, um, the, the, what they're not hoovers, are they? What, they, they clean the wooden floors? Yeah, it buffs the floor, doesn't it? Polishes, yeah, yeah. polishes the... So yeah. can, you, can you think of anything that you see in, in school, primary schools, that you don't see anywhere else that are just the most random, random things? Like maybe PE related. So I'll tell you one that we always talk What they call the coits. You know, yeah, coits. Coit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got loads of them. What's the point? <laughs> you can't do anything with them. I love, I love the 1920s. All them apparatus that they're still in there from 1800s. That a hobby homes. Yeah, yeah, them ones, yeah. Yeah, or the uh, the climbing frames on the walls of the school. Yeah, hall. and you pull it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the two foot toilets. <laughs> like I say, primary school they, toilets. They were all right for me, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Still the right size now. Yeah. <laughs> um, was there anyone anyone that you ever played with as a as um, when you were when you were playing that you thought would have made a great teacher? Ooh. Ooh. You just dumped him. Yeah. There's yeah. quite, quite a few. Probably sacked within a week. No, I'm serious. There's probably, there's a few, really. If you, if you yeah. look at the characteristics, you know, then, then you know, good communicators. Uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a few. Without naming them, but I could, Yeah. What about you, Jess? Um, yeah, I'm... I'm I think I think there's lot there's lots of people in there that you know have a lot of good characteristics and 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 could you know could do really well. But then there's part of me just thinking, you know, there's another side to them. Like with rugby players, it's almost like that dog. You go into somebody's house and and, and they say, "Oh, don't dog's growling. Oh, don't worry about it. You know, it's all right." And yeah. and you could just see some of these players just being pushed to a certain level and then just just completely <laughs> losing it. You know. Um, but yeah, you know, I, th- I think you know. I think a lot of, I mean, maybe not so much in in the classroom. But I think you know the great thing about uh, you know about sport, it does it does teach you you know a, a lot of good a lot of good things that are you know are great great to pass on. But but it's temperament as well. You know, you you guys, you know, it's, it's all it's all well and good being able to to teach. It's you know it's handling everything else now that you've got coming at you and yeah. uh you know probably you know teaching's probably the easiest job just give me teaching all the time yeah that's yeah. great all the other stuff now that comes with jobs i think is really sort of heavy and burdensome and, and politics and you know children's behavior and, and you know that 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 you know it's like so when when i you know when i go into school when we go into schools you know it's not just about teaching sometimes i have to be a mr tumble and and do you, do you know what I mean? You, you've got to be a children's entertainer, and you, you do you know what I mean? You've got to just. I want to see your Mr. Tumble impression. <laughs> I think your brother can show us that one. <laughs> Jumping on the mats. Yeah, uh, but but you do. You you know you've just it's it's not it's not just the teaching. You've got to get on a level with you know if if it's really young children, then you know most of, most of the time I go into a school. I ain't got a clue who I am. They, they never, you know, nobody was, teachers were only just born when I went in, let alone the kids. So, you know, sometimes you've just got to get on a level and, and just, it doesn't matter whether you're, you've done really well at your job, you just need to be able to connect with people. And if you can connect with people and they buy into you, all of a sudden, 
you know, you have so you can have such an influence on on people you don't even know. Yeah. And um, question I've got to ask both of you is uh, when it comes to your kids' sports days, do you step up for the dad's race? <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm usually running them. <laughs> no. no, I don't. I don't. But not, <laughs> not being funny. <laughs> You imagine going to, to sports day, you've taken the day off work, you're like, I'll tell you what, son, if there's a dad race, I'm going to get involved. And then <laughs> Billy Wynn just rocks up. I just go, oh, I'll tell you what, my hammy's gone tight. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. son. <laughs> yeah, but what I mean, when you see those, I mean, it, it, I think I think probably watching the, the, the men's races, the dad's race, is, is, is probably just comedy because you know... That and any time I go anywhere, people just want to beat me, no matter what it is. Like I, I just get it all the time. They just think, right, this is you might have won a World Cup, but it won't beat me at this. And I mean, so this this is how random it is. And I've never done a, I've never done um, a, a sort of dad's race. I've never done one. Right. But I can go. I, I can go. So so I've never done one. I've never pulled my hamstring. I've never made a fool of myself or anybody else. But this is how it's weird it is for me sometimes. I can go into it, like, business-wise, I can go to events. And because of what I've done, I always get people that just want to prove themselves to me. <laughs> so I can remember just going to, like, it was a golf day. So I'm at this golf day, and then in the evening there's a few drinks and just sat around and this, you know, just a bit of a talk and everything else. And I'm sitting on the table, and part of my job is to go around and just have a bit of a laugh with people sitting on this table and, and all of a sudden somebody says uh, Do you want an arm wrestle <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and because I get it all the time I'm like uh, want an arm wrestle he says, yeah do you want an arm wrestle so I thought I'm going to get out of this so I looked to the side of me I saw this guy I said do you want an arm wrestle as if I was going to arm wrestle him and he said yeah I'll have an arm wrestle so I said right you two here <laughs> so I've got 70 people in this room around this table and these two guys are arm wrestling so anyway it kind of stops and then um, a few more wanted to join in so then I'm, I'm like all of a sudden right okay so let's let's do a scrum <laughs> so I've now I've never been in a scrum in my life I don't even know what to do so I'm saying, right, give me eight people there, give me eight people. So I've got these grown men. So I've got 16 men. <laughs> CEOs, business leads and everything, all of a sudden, like, having this scrum. And, and, and honestly, it was carnage. I just, them, I, just got, I just got them formed, and then I looked over the top of the scrum and saw my boss looking at me thinking, oh, we're not insured for this. What are you doing? I've got this, so, I've got uh, this vision. Oh. <laughs> I've got this vision of like the CEO just seeing like oh look at Jason Robinson making his way round I'll just nip to the toilet coming back in and you're going crouch touch oh engage oh fearing me so, and you know so, every single one of them is going to be going home to the wife going Linda you would not believe what I've done tonight I've scrummed him for Jason Robinson <laughs> and, then, and then to finish it off the same night um, once the scrum had finished, uh, a guy asked me for a dancing competition. <laughs> that's, how that's how random it is. <laughs> oh, Makes you yeah. want to be, be, be in school with the kids. It's <laughs> a little bit more normal. Uh, I think it's because I'm a midget. The old, the, the, cause, cause I'm only five foot eight. I think, I think, I don't know what it is with a lot of men. They just feel like they've, they've, they've got to do, they've got to beat me at something. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, we'll wrap it up. The last question that we normally ask our guests 
is if you could go back and speak to your ten-year-old self, uh, what would you what would you say? Side. Wow, that's the question. Yeah, I think I think for me it's it's you know I think you can if you put your mind to it you can you can do whatever you want. Um, yeah. You know, quite often because I wasn't academic or I didn't think I was, you know, my mind I just thought I wasn't good enough. Yeah, but it wasn't that I wasn't smart. I just wasn't academic. But I just believe now looking back. You know, there's something that you're interested in. If you if you put your head down, if you work hard, then you know you can you can achieve you know whatever you want. You know, despite you know not 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 being seen, you know, to be capable of doing it. Yeah. My thing, yeah, just keep working. That's, you know that work ethic. Yeah. That that uh, that drive, work hard, honesty. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so, if anyone's interested in checking out the PE Pro app, where can they go? And do you want to share any other details? Or yeah, so it's obviously offering everyone a seven-free day trial. So, info at peproapp.com. Um, so, get in touch there. We've even got schools in Denmark, Ecuador, Germany. We've been getting stuff. We've only launched it probably ten days ago. So, uh, we're getting some real feedback. Obviously, everything you know. Back over in the last five years in school. So, uh, yeah, get in touch. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you very, very much. Well, thank you both for giving up your time. We've really, really enjoyed that. Had a good laugh. Um, and yeah, thank you so, so much. So, thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Thank you, Cheers, guys.